out of their doldrums from earlier in the season is beat up on the teams that you're supposed to beat up on. I'm not saying sweep series. When you do that, that's an even that's a bigger bonus because that says you're honed in. But taking series, not losing, you know, three out of five to Baltimore, but turning around and saying, you know what, when Detroit's in town, maybe they win a game, but if they win no games, that's even better. Six two. Michael Walker literally was throwing two pitches, fastball and not so fastball, and was just absolutely impressive. Again, I give Alex Cora tons of credit for making shift and making do of guys who are just overperforming, especially when who's really been your bell cow over the last couple of years, Nathan Navoli's on the DL. Garrett Whitlock's hurt. You know, if you said that was going to be the case 15, 20 games ago, that like those two guys are going to be out, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what, what are they going to do? And here they are. Probably the best story in baseball outside of the Yankees. And, like, does the Yankees really count? That's just really Humpty Dumpty waiting to fall, right? Go ahead, win yourself 153,000 games. <laughs> Lose four at the wrong time, it won't matter. Sox fans are waiting for that. And then, in this belief of iron sharpens iron, right? Jeter Downs makes his debut tonight, and I'm not even worried about the three strikeouts. Or You, know, you made solid contact as the game goes on. You didn't get your first hit. There's still other times for that. But Bobby Dahlback was making solid contact, even on outs. There was a, a shot, he a seed he hit in the fourth. I think it ended up being a line out. But just the contact that he made says to me, okay, we can get Bobby Dahlback to maybe 235, 240 average. You now have something that you would have never expected. The team is on fire. They, it just seems like you cannot stop them. Good gosh. They're 16 and 4 in June. They only won 14 games in May. And as I said, when you beat up on the teams that you're supposed to beat up on, we'll throw Baltimore out the window, but that's not a case. Detroit, 900 win percentage. Houston, who's the running away with the AL Central, you have a 667 percentage. Granted, you've won two out of three, but that's what I'm talking about. You're winning a game, you're winning series against a, a great team there. The Angels, who are falling apart, 571. Minnesota, who's in that thick of things, in the in, will be in the wild card pitcher, 500. Oakland, 833. Seattle, 857. Texas, 667. Beat up on the ones that do not belong. 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. This hour brought to you by the cleanup and restoration specialist at ServPro. Call 1-800-SERVPRO. All right, in minutes we'll hear from Alex Core in the postgame. You're going to hear the smile through his voice. You're going to hear it. Because this is how you set the team to go up on the road. Hey, I, make make a case to Major League Baseball. Look, the, the, the marathon jerseys say Boston on the front. Why can't you take them on the road? I mean, if there's a good luck charm, you're now, what, 11-2 and two in them? Yes. See if you can bring them with. Because look, because look, whatever it takes in, the, in in what's the great superstition game of, think about it, in all this technology in the world we have, you still notice pitchers still hop over the over the first baseline or third baseline. They don't touch the lines, right? So even the superstition of things, I would definitely think about bringing those jerseys with. All right, Alex, core is ready. Let's go to the podium. Yeah, they did a good job from the get-go. You know, uh, Jaren's a bad in the first one. 
just battling pitches and putting the ball in play and putting pressure on Harry, getting on base, and then after that, you know, Christian with a big swing, the double, Bobby patient enough to get the walk. Jaron uh, going the other way against a tough lefty, and then we, you know, Rob with a home run, and uh, they they both are doing an outstanding job, not only offensively, but defensively, running the bases, and uh, you know, it's, it's been fun to watch. I knew that was an error, but I think that's three times that he's reached on essentially a fairly routine round. Yeah, he's, he's elite, you know, and. Uh, we, we run the base story. We were talking about speed, right? And, and Bobby scoring from first on that double. You know, you saw his speed there. Trevor stealing bases. Uh, you know, we, we're very dynamic right now. We're very ath- uh, athletic. You know, I think uh, we can do a lot of stuff offensively. Obviously, defensively, we've been awesome. But, uh, you know, to be able to put pressure in different ways, not only in the batter's box, is, is, is good to see. Good, good. I mean, uh, you know, kind of some weird bats, right? Like the three-two strikeouts, you know, right? And uh, his changeup was good. He made some pitches. Obviously, the the one to have, he probably he wants back. You know, if if you're going in, it's probably up and in, not down and in. And Javi put a good swing on it. But uh, overall, he he managed the game. He gave us what we needed. And then after that, Jake was good, and Sauer was outstanding. You know, giving us six outs. Michael should be an all-star? I don't know, man. That, that's a tough question for me. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that have, are having great seasons, but at the end, you know, um, obviously the coaches will vote, and, and, you know, hopefully he's in there. What do you think of Jeter's debut? Yeah, good. I mean, two ground balls, a three. He made a, he made a nice play right away. Uh, hit a ball hard to left field. The, the last one down the line. I mean, it's not easy. Right, and that's a tough lefty, but uh, he did what we we needed at third base, and uh, you know he's a big leader. We're gonna talk about it now. Uh, now. How big was that? Just the home stand in general. Solid, really good. Uh, we we talk about you know playing well here, and um, it, it was fun. Um, you know. We played well against Oakland. The, 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 the game we lost, we had traffic at the end. A solid series against the Cardinals. Uh, you know, um, they scored at the end of the game, but uh, we, I think overall we did an amazing job. And in this one, you know, they, they got some good arms in the bullpen, but we got the leads. And, uh, you know, um, we, we play well. We play clean, clean baseball. We got some big swings from guys that, you know, we need them to do, do more, you know, do their part, you know. Christian starts swinging the bat well. Trevor too. So, uh, you know, overall it was good. You know, a lot of people here. It, it was, it was, it was good. We haven't, we haven't had one of these in a while, at home. And uh, for us to, to go to where we want to, we have to do this. Uh, and um, you know, now we go on the road. We got Cleveland. We got Toronto. Uh, we got the Cubs. You know, and Cleveland is playing good baseball. Toronto is too. So. You know, um, let's just keep doing what we're doing. And um, if we do that, we're going to be okay. Most likely, yeah. Most likely on Friday. He'll let me know. All right, a journeyman guy like Ref Snyder, I mean, how impressive has it been this whole stretch? It seems like he's really passed the test so far. I mean, he passed the test before. Uh, we knew that he was going to be part of this. It just happened that you can only take X amount of guys in the beginning. And, um, you know, he was patient. We were patient. And 
Uh, you know, he can hit lefties. He's a good athlete, and he's doing an outstanding job. He was great down there, not only playing, but also with the young players and with the staff. And, uh, you know, um, he's locked in. He, he, he understands what we're trying to accomplish. He's being in winning organizations. So, you know, um, I'm, you know, surprised. Uh, maybe the results that they are what they are, but as far as like the approach and the process and all that, I'm not surprised. Surprised at all, Coach Alex Cora. I would be smiling too if my team has been playing over 800 baseball in the month of June. It's Red Sox review. KJ, get your thoughts in on how this team has turned things around. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven or the text line three seven ninety three seven. Again, Red Sox sweep Detroit and win tonight six two. When I when I look back, you know, month to month of what's happened with the Sox, it's it's kind of amazing, but it's a tale of how this season turned around quick in the most unexpected way. And if you're looking at ratios, right? So in the month of April, at a 409 winning percentage, they had from for runs scored to runs allowed, it was less than one to one, right? So they didn't even score as many runs as they gave up. Of course, you're going to have a losing record then, right? So then in May, the bats start to get a little hotter, but you're trying to outswing people at 159 to 138. So like just over one to one, but still the pitching is going to giving is giving you up a lot of runs. It's 500 baseball. And that's when I said, you know, look, the, the good thing about the Red Sox is at least they can get you six runs in a game, right? There were some problems with that at the beginning of the season, but I said this team built even through its struggles could get you six runs a game. I even would take that to a betting slip. Like when you see over-unders and they're talking Red Sox scored runs in a game and they say eight, I'm like, yeah, always go with probably the over, even though it would be the even tonight. But they're going to score six runs in a game. Then in June, it's almost nearly two to one where the Red Sox have only allowed 59 runs going after tonight and have scored 98. That's how you end up with an over 800 percentage. Keep the runs down, hit the ball all over the place. 617-779-7937, the text line 37937, Red Sox Review. As Alex Corr mentioned, the team heads on the road for kind of a lengthy trip, but I think getting the sweep on the way out the door is so key. Imagine if this was a series where they dropped two to Detroit and they had lost one out of, you know, they'd split the series with St. Louis, the little mini one. You would say, okay, is the team teetering? No. You know, going into Cleveland, if you can go ahead and get two out of three, then heading into Toronto, you're going to have plenty of momentum. The White Sox, I'm sorry, the the Cubs are absolutely struggling this year, and so that would be kind of fun to be in Chicago playing some, uh, you got a couple of day baseball games out there, you get to play under the sun and not the lights, but for once. So you got to kind of have a nostalgia trip, but get it all in because once January, uh, July 4th hits, is when the Red Sox really can show if they can scare the rest of the American League without even caring about what the Yankees do. I, I could, like I said, if the Yankees win 153,000 games and lose, you know, 20, so what? They could be primed to lose four. I, I think back, is it the Oakland A's of 90 when they were just mowing over everybody and then they find faced the, the Reds who were completely uh, underwhelming compared to them. And the Reds swept them. It only takes four games. It doesn't matter what you do in the first. It only takes four games if you get to the very end. Am I saying the Red Sox to the World Series? I'm not there yet. But 
if you told me that this team got the pitching squared away the way it has, bump into a closer with Ty, with, with, with Hauk, you know, now you don't have to worry about some of the issues of like, well, what about Matt Barnes and what about staff and sale? Those all seem kind of secondary now, only because people on the field are performing. Jaron Duran taking the ball the other way, not looking as foolish at the plate as he did, say, a year ago. That's only going to sharpen the iron of Bobby Dahlbeck, who I just mentioned before, is making solid contact with the ball. And those things, and it's happening earlier in the season. Usually if you see it from Dahlbeck, it's been, you know, probably next month into sometime in August. But if it's coming now, before the All-Star break, oh, there's still 100 games. There's almost 100 games still left to go. So with 90 games to go, 90, oh, just about 90 games to go, this Red Sox team at this clip now where I, I was screaming from the towers at the beginning of the season when this team after 30 games just looked like, wow, what is really going on? And this is all on Heim. The team has kind of put themselves in, in another situation similar to last year, but in the opposite, right? Last year, everything started off great. We need help. We need help We you know to sustain this lead. Now it's like, okay. We gave you the expectations you had of this team last year, early this season, and now Heimblum, even with the small acquisition of Norwood, says, okay, even if I got another arm in here, it means I'm making the effort before instead of waiting to the very last minute. Because I don't think this is a team where you need to go find another bat necessarily as much as it is making sure that you have arms to shore things up down the road, especially not knowing where Chris Sale will or will not be, and I think it would be fair to say that if you can get five good innings out of Chris Sale, that's now much better with a team that's getting further into games. The running joke was like, okay, once this team hits 60 pitches per game, like what happens next? But you have guys getting into the sixth inning and winning games and getting pitch counts up. These are the things that I just, I just did not expect to see. And this is why I say you give Alex Cora a lot of credit. I don't I, I don't want to joke what he puts in the cereal because it's the wrong sport to joke about what put, someone puts in one's food. But my gosh, this guy must might have a career as like Tony Robbins after this. Because, I, again, no new superstars have come. Who you thought the consistent players would be have gotten injured. Remember at one point it looked like Garrett Whitlock was going to be on pace to pitch 81 games, you know, <laughs> like every other every other game. You know, and and he's on the he's on the DL, he's on the IR, and so hats off to this Sox team who says who recognized that when you have an Oakland A's team in front of you, who they'll be lucky to win fifty games this year, sixty games this year. You got to crush them. Seattle, they're still still trying to figure a thing to crush them. There's so many bad teams in the American League that this is why the Red Sox can go from a disaster and it seems like the barn is on fire to suddenly what what they're they're a half game out of second place in the AL East, and that's the strongest division? Yeah. I'm impressed. And I was one of those screaming that, you know, hey, hair on fire, hair is on fire. I, I'll admit that. Again, like I said, I would rather be wrong about something that turns out to be good than to be right about something that turns out to be bad. So far, about 70, what, what 71 games, 70 games in? Whew. I did not see this after 30 games. <laughs> I didn't. That's okay. All right, coming up next hour here on WEEI Late Night, 
The Marcus Smart conversation, should he stay, should he go, plus there's a Deshaun Watson theory that I have as well, plus also some NFL parlays that are uh, that are out now from MGM. I've put together a parlay on some NFL futures that could win you, Joe. And Joe, thanks for being here tonight. As always. One million dollars. A million dollar parlay. That's coming up in Scared Money. Don't make none. Late Night with KJ next here on WEEI.